Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. Welcome to another of our 50 most relevant podcast episodes where we look across the formats at players that I believe are among the most relevant for us in the salary cap formats of the game. In at number 27 today, Sydney Swan Lance Franklin. Yep, even though he's injured, I think he's incredibly relevant for us. And we're going to dissect that in just a moment. To do that, uh, a man that has been on a few podcasts lately, but when I told him I'm talking about Buddy, he pushed every single panel member and guest out of the way to get on this episode. Hello, Fox. Oh, man, MJ, how are you? I'm excited, mate. We're talking royalty here. He is fantasy footy royalty. He has not been this cheap since the year 2007. Yes, I know prices have moved and salary caps and magic numbers have changed, but in terms of rare wealth you're going to be paying for him and his average point, he hasn't been this cheap for over a decade. That is the bargain we could be looking at. Yes, he's 32 years old and as a forward where we have lost a lot of options this year, he becomes very, very relevant because as we will see, not many players that are available to us come with the pedigree of showing they can go 90s, high 90s, and average 100 like Buddy Franklin. Last year, not a great year, but yet was still able to give us a couple of scores over the 100 marker. His best AFL fantasy and dream team score. Uh, it game, came against the West Coast Eagles in round 12. Five goals, four in that game. 117 in AFL fantasy and dream team. While in Supercoach, it was 127. That price that I talk about, well, it's so cheap because he's pretty much average price for us. He's down at 70 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, 72.6 in Supercoach. And as far as price goes, oh man, he's cheap. Just a touch under 400,000 in Supercoach, a touch over 500,000 in AFL Dream Team. AFL Fantasy is his most expensive price point uh, across all the formats, and that's at 666,000. Do not be scared by the triple six. And it was a disappointing year. Before we do look back at the career highlights of Lance Franklin Fox, it was a pretty disappointing year for Sydney and for Buddy, but it wasn't because of a drastic role change. It wasn't because age was catching up with him. It's just his body let him down a little bit across the year. Yeah, well, you got to have one. Like, he's performed that well over so many years. You expect to get one, one, one bad year. And um, that's what he gave us. But the reward is is this year. Well, it's certainly true. Just the two scores of 100 or more across the formats. And again, that positive of a bad season. Again, bad because of only playing uh, 10 games. Having to have that season interrupted with multiple injuries stop starting him through there. Is it means that he's finding himself priced at 28 points below in Supercoach, what he did in 2018, and 21 points, what he did in 2018 for AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. If we want to look at that season, it wasn't a bad year. Um, across the year, it started pretty nicely from his 18 games. Uh, he opened up the Supercoach season in 2018 with a 175 against the West Coast Eagles. That's how you like to start your season, isn't it? And by season's end, he had a total of eight tons, four of them over 120. And check this, Fox. 
of them, three were over 160. We're talking outside of Whitfield and Dusty. No one can get near that ceiling in our forward line that's shown they can get there with that frequency, but Buddy Franklin can. Additionally, he had three scores in Supercoach that year between 90 and 99 and averaged 100. Dream Team and Fantasy was also a strong year. Eight tons that same game against West Coast. He pumped out a 151 to kick off the season. He averaged a, a number of tons through there, eight, and three more scores between 90 and 99. So, Fox, to break that down... 61% of his games um, in 2018, he averaged, he scored 90 or more. And that's not bad for a guy that we're just forking out at the price point of 70. Oh, absolutely. And we don't, re- we, some of us don't realise that that uh, 2018 um, horse, horse came out in round 18 and said, Buddy has had a tough time. He's only been on the track for 20 minutes yeah. for, that, for that year for tops. So he, he's killed that year off, 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 you know, off another fitness basis. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and that's different to this year. Like um, this year, uh, I saw footage in November, you know, the first time he's ever trained um, pre-Christmas. in Sydney, pre-Christmas. Yeah. So he's got, he's actually got that fitness space. He's already there, even though he's, had to miss those these ten weeks with a with a knee surgery. That's true. But the base base is there. Yeah, it really is true. If we want to look back um, at what he's been able to do since joining Sydney, because his average of what he's done at Hawthorne, to be fair, it's been six seasons. It's it's pretty irrelevant now what he did do at, at Hawthorne. Um, but in his past six seasons as a Swan, he has a Super Coach average of ninety four and a Dream Team and AFL Fantasy average of 90. He's priced 20 points under that. That's a six seasons average combined. He's got some higher and some less. And when we do look at the forward line, much has been made of it already in the preseason, but the majority of our top line options are gone. Yes, we've got Dusty. Yes, we've got Whitfield. But we have lost from the top scoring forwards that we know can go 90 plus. We've lost Dunkley, Dangerfield, Kelly, Warple, Robinson. Um, Mundy might have been for some along through there, through the ride. Um, We have lost um, Marshall in addition to that. We have lost substantially through our forward lines. And what we do need is guys that can go 90 plus. And yes, there's breakout candidates. There is who we open the 50 most relevant with guys like a Blake Akers. There's the preseason hyped guys of Jordan Dawson and Andy Brayshaw. And maybe they do that. Potential's a dirty word sometimes in fantasy footy. And he's got the potential to score 90 plus. Not if things go well in terms of role, but we know he can do it. Yeah, nothing like proven, is there? Proven potential as opposed to possible potential. Yeah, I'm I'm still shaking my head that he's the 55th highest priced forward in Supercoach. Yeah, it's pretty similar across formats too. That is ridiculous. Yeah, for a guy that can score like a top five, top 10 forward, you know, across formats, average it out, is around about that 50 marker in terms of where he's ranked by average. How's this for an omen? In AFL fantasy, he's the 13th price one. Oh. And we oh. know Buddy in the 13. Oh, he loves a 13, does Bud? 
Yeah, just thought I'd just thought I'd add that one in. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, you're right. He was flying this preseason. He was doing everything expected. Even came back early to preseason training and was dominating on the track and looking incredible. And I know sometimes we get the preseason hype train of best preseason ever. But anyone that would head down to Sydney training would be um gobsmacked at how trim and how fit and how well he was moving pre-Christmas. Then yeah. Horse Longmire gets a phone call. Um, saying, look, he's got some discomfort in his knee. He's going to undergo some minor surgery, and it's going to put him out for pretty much the majority of the preseason of 2020 um, at this point. And now there's a question mark about whether or not he's going to be fit for round one. I suppose a question I've got for you, Fox, is if you were keen on him prior to this injury news, should that enthusiasm be dampened and you rule him out of your starting or even upgrade sides because he's now got an injury? Or are we just being too reactive? Yeah, I, I don't think it's a problem. If he starts round one, if a horse is prepared to put him on the field round one, he, he's, a start, he's a starting option. Yeah. And Absolutely. is that because he's done enough work on the other side yeah. of the preseason? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're, we're not talking hype with Buddy. Buddy and hype don't go together. Buddy's not hype. Buddy's Buddy. Buddy's yeah. royalty. Buddy's proven. There's no hype there. Yeah. Uh, once he's on the ground, he scores points. Yeah. No, it's true. We've got that over, you know, over the history of his games and over the history of his time at Sydney and Hawthorne. That a, a fit Buddy Franklin, or even close to fit Buddy Franklin, um, is going to score significant points. And B, because we do lack options through the forward line this year. He's got the proven potential that he could be a top 10 scorer for us. If he's not named round one, is he still a trade target for us in the season, Fox? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you could you could start him. You could pick him up early. I'd be picking him up pretty early um, if he goes on a run. He actually starts. He's got an actually really good save. He plays, plays the Crows, Essendon, the Suns and Carlton. Now, how good a start that? Yeah, it's not a bad little start. And when you look at forward options that come off that multi-buy round, Dusty's the most prominent name that jumps off the page to you. A teammate of his, Isaac Heaney. I wonder if he'll appear in the 50 most relevant. Is someone we're all waiting to take that next step. Michael Walters is one of the best forward options for this year based on total points and average. Can he do it again? Um, So there are some question marks about forwards that we've got rolling through that um, line. Buddy, I suppose, compared to all of them, gives us something that we don't have, which is value off a proven performer. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, Look, if you want to look back at his 2019 year, it was pretty poor. It was his lowest games tally um, across pretty much his entire career. Um, and even though he's only played every game in a season three times um, since entering into the AFL back in 2005, uh, that doesn't sound good. But if you look at more recent history, between 2016 and 2018, he's only missed four games. Um, and, and in two of those seasons, he played every game. So recent history suggests he's not too bad. He's the lowest he's been priced at in 12 seasons, ranked around the 50 mark across all salary cap formats. You do talk about that nice early fixture. And yes, he's got some injury concern with that knee discomfort that he's had to get rid of. But even if he's not named round one, for me, I still see him at that price point as a player I'm comfortable to upgrade to because I just know what I'm going to get from Buddy. Yeah, absolutely. You'd, you'd, 
you'd, you'd um, if he came in, just say he came in round three or four, I wouldn't have that much problem with um, put, putting him in if if I if it, if it was worked around my, how my team was going. And we are looking at guys throughout this preseason that are priced even cheaper than him. Um, that. We're hoping we'll do something. We're looking at guys like Devin Smith, who's already appeared in the 50 most relevant, Blake Akers, um, uh, Jack Stephen. Maybe he's a, he appears in the countdown at some point. We've got these guys that have a similar level of injury or unknown concerns about him. Yes, his is a little bit more definitive because he's not playing or training at the moment to his fullest potential, but we do have these guys in our sides that are very popular owned. Um, that if for whatever reason things go bad with them, but he could be a sneaky little sideways trade if we don't have the cash generation. Should a Stephen or a Smith fail us? Yeah, there's a few in that area, isn't there? Yep, there's some good options. Yeah, look, yeah. I understand if someone, and I wouldn't try to talk, if someone said to me, look, even if he's named around one, I'm not picking him, that, that preseason injury has been enough to rule him out for me, fine. I get that. I understand that logic. Um, I'm still quite keen to keep a, a really big eye on him. And given his age, we don't need him to have much of a preseason. We know the potential. We know the possibilities um, of what he can deliver for us. So for me, yeah, I really, really like the thoughts of what Buddy can do in 2020, whether he's named round one or whether he's not. But let's talk about what happens from a draft perspective, Fox. Again, if he's comes out and, and they say he's not right for round one, he could really slide down the draft board for coaches. Yeah, well, a lot of drafts won't will be done a few weeks prior. Mm. So you, you're not going to know. You're not going to know if where he is really. So in that for that reason, he'll slide. But the fact that he's got he's proven, yeah, um, has to bump him up. Like it's just going to be where you are as a coach. It's probably it, it, it is a risk risk and there's plenty of rewards. Yeah, so he risk. is. I, I, I do struggle to see, and again, because there is a question mark on him being named round one, definitively, he's not going to be someone's F1 or probably even their F2 selection. So it's crazy to think that Buddy, who's ranked around the 50th mark by averages, could be someone's third forward off the board. It's been a long time since he's gone that late in a draft. It's just not right. It's not right to go that low. Yeah, Pe- people will take the potential options earlier. I-, I do see a world where people are taking players like an Andy Brayshaw, who's probably one of the hyped preseason breakout guys. I see a world where people are picking them ahead of Buddy. And look, from a durability and injury perspective, sure, fine. I understand that argument. But yeah, I- every day of the week, I- I'm if he's sitting there and I'm looking at F3, gosh, he might even slide beyond that then uh, he could be one of the steals of the draft where you're using a a third forward selection on him, but he's got the potential to score as your top forward for the year, unless you get him in Whitfield. Yeah, I'd like to be drafting with a lot of young blokes that don't really go back to the early buddy days. Yeah. The young guys. That's right. Let's look back. The older guys will know. That's right. If we look back at his past three seasonal averages, 94, 96, 91, before the 2019 season. 94, 98, 100. Those are his super coach numbers. The others are AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. So we have a guy that is one of the best scorers for us when he's fit and firing. I think at F3, if you got him there, it mitigates any risk of him with uh, missing games just because of where you're picking him in the draft. 
that's about perfect, isn't it? Oh, gosh, I'd love getting Buddy in the third forwards option. Oh, tell you what. That'd be the steal of the draft. You'd feel like it. I don't know. Maybe there's a draft where he goes as an F2 pick, but I just see a lot of concern amongst fantasy coaches about him at the moment. I think you could be getting a guy that'll average 90 with your third forward pick. Wowee. I'm taking that. Take it. Take it every day. Absolutely. Hey, Fox, appreciate your thoughts on Buddy Franklin. Appreciate you're letting me do it. I know. Well, there was a lot of people that were dirty and you're muscling your way in, but that's okay. We've got that. That's all good. Um, if you want to go and check out the article on him, it is online now for your coachespanel.tv, as are all the other players so far revealed in the 50 most relevant. We're almost halfway through the countdown. If you're loving these podcasts and the content you are getting from the Coaches Panel, I encourage you, get involved at a level of uh, support and become a member of the Patreon Army. It helps us do what we do, but also you'll get some early access and additional exclusive content as a special reward. The next player's up in the 50 most relevant, and boy, oh boy, I'm a big fan of this player.